Well, turn with me in your Bible, please, this evening to the Gospel of John in the chapter 5. The Gospel of John in the chapter 5. We're going to read the first 16 verses of this chapter, the Gospel of John, chapter 5. And we're asking the question this evening, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? It's an important question to ask. In fact, it's a question that the Lord Jesus Christ himself in this passage asks. I want you to hear this question asked by the lips of God incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And I want you to consider what he has to say to your heart. I don't want you to sit and think about those around you. I don't want you to sit and think about who this message is for otherwise. I want you to sit and think about yourself and where your standing is before God. Do you want to be made well? Is it well with your soul? The Gospel of John chapter 5 and the verse 1. This is the word of the Lord. We read after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time, had been now a long time, in that case he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be made well? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, the Lord Jesus findeth him in the temple, And said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. And we trust the Lord Jesus, or we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this evening. Just a couple of weeks ago, we considered a man who was blind who the Lord had healed and opened his physical eyes 
and opened his spiritual eyes. And tonight we've read of another amazing story of the Lord Jesus Christ displaying his power and his healing over sin and over sickness. You know, this story, it's found in the Gospel of John. And, the, and in the Gospel of John, John, he writes down the reasons why he accounts all these stories for us. In fact, in chapter 20 and verse 31 of the Gospel of John, he writes this. He says, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's the reason why John wrote his gospel and writes down and accounts all these stories for us. John tells us his reason for writing the book is to convince people who don't believe that the Lord Jesus Christ truly is God and that by believing in him you might have life, eternal life, through his name. And again, that's the purpose of this story that we find in Scripture, that you'll see the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and that you will see that he has the power to cleanse you from your sin. And that's our purpose here in Grange Baptist each Sunday evening, that if you're someone who hasn't yet turned from your sin, that you would believe in the saving work of Christ. And our prayer is that the Spirit of God would convict you of your sin, and that you would turn in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Saviour. And the question we're asking this evening is found on the screen. Do you want to be made well? My friend, let me tell you that the Bible teaches each of us that we have a soul. Let me ask you, do you know that it's well with your soul? Do you know that if this life were to end, that it's well you know where your soul will spend eternity. In our passage this evening, the Lord Jesus comes to Jerusalem and he meets a man at the pool of Bethesda and he's seeking out souls. The pool of Bethesda was a place where we might expect to meet the Lord Jesus. For why there was many people found there who were sick. They had gathered there. And it's a natural place for the Son of Man to go. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And so he made his way to the side of the pool of Bethesda. And you see the Lord, he visited this place because he was there to save and to heal a sinner. My prayer is that the Lord might come to this place this evening. And that he might meet with you and that he might save you. I want to tell you something, dear sinner friend. He is walking amongst us in this congregation by his spirit. And he's ready to heal the sin-sick soul because my God is mighty to see it. I know that the Saviour too is with me this evening as I stand because he has promised, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. He is a Saviour who is present and he's ready to save you by, the, by his power and the, he was, wants to see you take that step of faith this evening. And yet again, here you are maybe found in the gospel meeting. Here you are with another opportunity to hear the gospel, the greatest news that could ever be declared in this world. You sit and watch the news through the week. Hardly any good news on it. And yet you can come here on a Sunday night and I'll tell you, you'll always hear good news. You'll always hear good news. Because the Lord Jesus Christ has died for you and taken your place. And he can make you ready for heaven. You know that's what that word gospel means. We use it so often. 
It just means good news. Good news. And how I must remind you though, as this good news is shared, it comes with a warning. That if you don't heed it, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. And it could be that it would be your last opportunity to hear this message. Dear friend, do you want to be well? Do you want to know where your soul will be for all eternity? You have the opportunity to do that while you have breath in your lungs. Do you want a relationship with the living God? Is it well with your soul? There's a deadline in each of our lives. The Bible tells us, for it's appointed unto man once to die. And after this, the judgment. Tonight he comes to you as saviour. The moment you die, he'll come to you as your judge. Oh, that you would come to him this evening and receive healing from sin. You know, I want you to note by way of introduction to aid our understanding of this passage that in verse 4 we see these impotent folk. And in another translation it says that they were waiting for the moving of the water for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred the water and whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. I wonder, can you picture the scene this evening? Here's the pool of Bethesda. It's found in Jerusalem. And all these people, they came to the pool who were on well and they sat by the pool and an angel would have came down and troubled the water every so often. And the first of these people who got to the water, they were healed. And we find this evening there's a, this man who we meet in our passage, this impotent man, this patient, if you like. And he's by the water and we learn very quickly that he, he's a disabled man. The man had lived with an infirmity for 38 years. He had been sick longer than the Lord Jesus had been on earth. And the Bible says he had what is called an infirmity. This word just means that he had some weakness or frailness that prevented him from walking about as other men and women did. This man, he was hopeless. And he had no one to bring him to the water. And in this man this evening, we see a picture, a spiritual picture of the lost soul. A sinner who is lost and separated from God by their sin. And my friend, you and I, the Bible makes it clear we are sinners. We're separated from God. The Bible makes it abundantly clear we have broken God's holy law. You may say, well, hold on a minute, a minute Peter. Everyone has sinned, so that just makes me the same. And maybe you look and you say, well, do you know what? I'm not that bad. I'm not bad as those around us. Well, let me tell you, every single one of us have blood in our hands. We're all guilty. Every single one of us have thought, said, and done wrong things. We've broken God's law. Because of that, we're separated from God. Without Christ, we'll never, ever reach the shore of heaven. Without Christ, it cannot be well with our soul. Dear friend, do you want to be made well? The Bible tells us that even our best efforts in this life, in comparison to a holy God, or his filthy rags. This man, he was a disabled man, but he was also a desperate man. He was a desperate man. He wanted to be healed. I want you to note that this man, he was fully aware of his sickness. Did you know that? He knew all about it. He didn't dispute the failure of his health. He was an impotent man. He felt it. He owned it. He knew it. He was not like some who deny their sin 
He, he was not like some who completely ignore the message of the Bible. This man, he was conscious that he needed heavenly help. And he was, and was waiting by the pool of Bethesda to show that. I wonder, are you someone and you're fully aware of your sin? And it's led you to places that you don't want to be. It's led you to do things that you don't want to do. And your life may be a sparrow. And because of your lifestyle, you already know that you're a sinner. You know that the life that you're now living, it'll never satisfy. It won't fulfill your deepest desires. It'll never make you fully happy. Maybe you've felt and known for a long time that you're a sinner. Maybe you even know that it's not well with your soul and you've put up barriers and you've hardened your heart and you've pushed away from the gospel message. You don't want to hear it. You're not interested. It's good for you and it's good that you believe that but I want nothing to do with it. Well, let me tell you this. That will lead your soul into a lost eternity in hell. Could it be that you're someone and you don't maybe deny the gospel? And on the contrary, could it be that you firmly believe the Bible and you even heartily wish that you had a saving faith in Christ Jesus, but for the present you haven't advanced any further. And you know you're, you're a sinner, you know that you desire to be healed, but not yet, further down the line. Or maybe you sit tonight and you know that the Spirit of God is working in your heart. You're desperate for new life. Desperate for a fresh start. Desperate to be freed of the guilt of the past. And to have a future in heaven guaranteed. I wonder which camp you're finding. This man, he was desperate to be healed. I wonder could it be for the first time tonight you realise you need to be healed. You need your sin forgiven. The Lord Jesus can transform your life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I wonder, are you finding the place tonight and you know you're a sinner and you know you need to be saved? This man, he was a disabled man. He was a desperate man. He was a disappointed man. He had sat by the pool for so long. He had waited so many times for that water to be stirred for healing and never once did he make it down in time. He was waiting for a miracle, waiting for a miraculous moment that one day he would be healed and he waited by the pool expecting some sign and expecting some wonder. And dear friends, let me say this. If you're sitting here tonight in your life and you don't know Christ as your saviour and you're waiting for some miraculous moment or some strange sign that will lead you to get saved, it will never come. It will never come. God calls you to simply repent of your sin and put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who paid for your sins at the cross. Don't sit by the pool, as it were, dear friend, and wait for some amazing vision or some amazing sign to come. If you're aware of your sin tonight, you're aware as you sit here tonight that you need freed from it, forgiven from it, and the work has been done, the miracle has already happened. God went to the cross of Calvary and died for you. That day, the Lord Jesus Christ himself came to the pool of Bethesda. The great physician was standing there in the midst of all these impotent people. And they didn't even realize. They were standing, gazing at the pool. 
standing gazing at the clouds, waiting for an angel to come and stir the water, waiting for some miracle when the one who could heal them was actually standing amongst them. And tonight the Lord Jesus stands in our midst, not by the pool at Bethesda, but here in Grange Baptist Church. And he's ready and he's willing to save you. Don't be fine just staring at the pool waiting for a miracle. He's here to save you tonight. He's here to make it well with your soul. When the Father bids you to believe in his Son, what right have you to demand signs and wonders? The Lord Jesus himself is the greatest of all wonders. For you to wait for a remarkable experience is as futile as those who are waiting at Bethesda just watching the water for a long-awaited angel when the Lord Jesus Christ was stood there in their midst. Imagine. Can you see the crowd just looking at the clouds? And there stands the Son of God in their midst. They offer him no petitions. And they seek no mercy from him. Do you know what we sang earlier? We sang, my great physician heals the sick. The lost he came to see. For me his precious blood he shed. For me his life he gave. Could it be that there's someone who listens this evening and you're just lying at the water's edge? And you know, there were times when the Lord arrived in a place and they brought the sick in their beds and laid them at his feet or he went along with them to their homes and he, and he healed the sick and scattering mercies with both his hands. But a blindness had come over these people at the pool of Bethesda and there they were and there was Christ, the one who could heal them, but not one of them sought him. I wonder, is that you, dear friend, this evening, your eyes fixed in the water? I wonder, are you looking at the water of good works? Are you trusting your church attendance to get you to heaven? Never going to work. Or will you let Christ, who is able to save to the uttermost, save your soul this very night? If, if not, with the almighty physician present in our gathering this evening, how tragic it would be to miss him and not come to Christ. Or maybe your eyes are fixed on other things that fulfill, fixed in the water of sporting heroes, pop stars, riches, job success, alcohol, and the list goes on. Dear friends, may it not be that the Bethesda is repeated in this place this evening, and the Lord Jesus Christ be present as Saviour, and again be neglected. May it not happen again tonight. We must note that this man... He was becoming old. He'd been ill for a great part of his life, 38 years. And he felt that he soon should die. I wonder if life is wearing away with you. There are grey hairs here and there. You've waited all this time. And you've seen others saved. Maybe a child saved, a wife converted. But you're not. You're waiting. And you'll wait, I fear, till the chin of earth to earth, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, the soil rattles in your coffin lid, and your soul will be lost in hell. Don't play with time any longer. Younger person, older person, don't say there's time enough. Not one of us is guaranteed another night in this planet. 
There's a true story. <clears throat> and it happened in Balamani many, many years ago. And the man had gone out to visit his friends in, early, in the early afternoon on a snowy day. He stayed in their home until nearly midnight. Then he felt that he needed to go home, even though uh, the storm, the snow had got worse and it was deep snow and it had continued to snow. And the people who he was visiting begged him to stay for the night. It was too dangerous to go out. They were worried about him going out into the snowstorm. But he felt that he had to go home to his wife and to his family. And they would be waiting for him. And he went out into the night. And his wife sat up the whole night and waited patiently. And she listened all night for the latch to open. But it never opened. And in the morning when the snow began to clear, she opened the door and she looked out. There she found her, found her husband lying on the steps. His arm was outstretched for the latch. He'd fallen on his own doorstep. He was almost home. He was in reach of the door. And yet he perished on the doorstep. Dear unconverted friend, could it be that you're just sitting by the pool? Christ is there at the door. Just there at the doorstep, knocking the door, asking you to open your heart's door. And could it be that you ignore, ignore, ignore until you walk into a lost eternity? Always oh, thought about the patient. He was a disabled man. He was a desperate man. He was a disappointed man. But I want you now to think about not just the patient, but the physician. The physician. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the great physician. And he cares for the sinner. He cares for the sinner. He cares for you, dear friend. He cares for everyone who is here. And the Lord knew everything there was to know about this man. He knew that he was crippled. He knew that he was unable to walk. That he was unable to stand and carry his own bed. Christ knew that this man was totally dependent on others for everything he had in life. Yet the Lord Jesus reached out to him. What a picture of grace. You know, while on this occasion no one called out to the Lord Jesus to heal them or cleanse them from sin. There was no cry of Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Here in our gathering tonight, I wonder, would you be willing to cry out to the Lord? Make it well with your soul. The Lord is able to save you. There's no heart, no heart that he can't soften. No heart to so hard that he can't soften it. There's no one among you so lost that the Lord Jesus Christ can't save you. There's no case of sin that's ever defeated him. His mighty power reaches beyond the uttermost depths of human sin. Christ can cleanse the sinner steeped in immorality. If there's an alcoholic, if there's a thief who listens to this message tonight, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can wash you white as snow. If you have any desire towards Christ this evening, you've not gone beyond the reach of his pierced hand. And if you're not saved, it's certainly not because the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't have the power to save you. If you're poor, it's no hindrance, for the great physician asks nothing of you. 
The Lord Jesus doesn't demand anything from you. He forgives you freely. And he wants none of your merits. He wants nothing whatsoever from you. He just wants you to come as you are to him. And he's willing to receive you just as you are. The Lord Jesus, he cares for the sinner. But I want you to see also he came to the sinner. You know, the Lord Jesus, he walked right up to this man. And he asked him, Well, thou... Be made whole. End of verse 6. The Lord Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. And the Lord Jesus said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Jesus asks this man if he would like to be healed. And he offers him his healing. And the Lord Jesus stands and offers you tonight the healing for your soul. My friend, the Lord Jesus came to this earth as a sacrifice. The Lord Jesus came to this earth to die for you and me. He went to Calvary and he gave his life for you. He spread his arms and he was kneeled to the cross of Calvary willingly. And he died for you. Why? Because the wages, what you, what I deserve for sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And he died that death for you so that you could experience the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He suffered on the cross in your place so that he, so that he might take your sin if you would only come to him. See him there dying for you. The crown of thorns upon his head. The nails driven through his hands and his feet. His blood flowing. And he came to die for you. Why? So that it could be made well with your soul. He came to this earth to be a sacrifice. And he comes as saviour tonight. And he stands in our midst and he says, Dear friend, wilt thou be made whole? Today, when the Lord comes to the sinner, he comes as saviour. Next time you see him, it might be as your judge. Today, he comes as one offering eternal life to all who will receive him and repent from their, your sin. And he desires more than anything tonight that you would be saved and that you would miss hell. He knows all there is to know about your life. Yet he still calls you to come unto himself. And if you respond in faith, he will not deny you your salvation. For in John 6.37, it says, He that cometh unto me, this is the Lord Jesus speaking, He that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Will you come to him tonight? Dear friend, in this passage we see the Lord Jesus heal this man's body. The Lord commands this man to rise up. Take thy bed and walk. And we're told immediately that this man was healed. But so much more important than this. You see, the important thing to remember about the Lord Jesus as the great physician is he healed the body and he heals the soul. You know, there's a lovely line on down. And it's a really important line in this passage. It's found in verse 14. There's a whole stir people asking questions and the Lord Jesus is off the scene and then the Lord Jesus comes back onto the scene in verse 14 and he finds this man in the temple that was the place of worship 
That's the right response for someone who's been saved. Worship. Worship. And you know what the Lord Jesus says to this man? He's no longer asking, wilt thou be made whole? He says to the man, behold, thou art made whole. You have been healed. The Lord Jesus Christ comes to you tonight and he's asking the question, Wilt thou be made whole? And I wonder, would you bow the knee and place your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour tonight so that here where this line says that the Lord Jesus could say to you, Behold, you have been made whole. Behold, it is well with your soul. You know, you could walk out of this place tonight with that assurance. A knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the great physician, as your saviour, as your friend, as we've been singing about earlier. Just right where you are. You could take a moment and speak to the Lord. You could repent and you could say, Lord, I'm sorry for the sin that I've committed in my life. The things that I've done that have been against you. That have separated me from you. Thank you for sending your son, the Lord Jesus, to die in my place. I place my trust, my faith in what the Lord Jesus Christ did at Calvary. Will you come into my heart? Will you save me? Do you know what the Lord Jesus Christ, he would save you right where you are? It's a simple prayer. I wonder, will you do that? I wonder, will you make it well with your soul? It's important to remember the Lord will save you if only you'll come. He heals the body, that's wonderful of this man, but eventually the body will perish. However, what the Lord Jesus Christ does for the soul is eternal. Are you saved? Do you want to be made well? He will save you. He will deliver you if you'll only trust him. Don't be like the man in the illustration from Balamani. Heard all about it. Came close. Almost persuaded. And fall short. Don't come within sight of the kingdom of heaven and miss it. Is it well with your soul?